People put so much attention towards watching how they manage their money, being meticulous about only investing in things that uplift their lives or about how they manage their time. Like productivity hacks have blown up as this like huge niche in the self-development world the past couple of years. Why is the same level of self-control not applied to how and who you're allocating your energy to? I want to put this in an episode because I'm I'm not good at very many things, but if there's one thing that I can say I have as a strength that many people don't, it's that I've gotten really good at knowing how to be alone and really good at knowing how to be independent. Since I was super, super young, I've traveled alone. I've lived alone since I was 18. The very first like international flight that I took completely by myself, I remember I was nine years old and I loved it. At 22, I moved to a new country alone. And now too, like I'm an introvert, so I spend a lot of time alone and I have no problem with it. Like even though my job is pretty busy being around people, I make it a point to spend at least one day a week completely to myself. So this is something like I have so much experience with and I've come to love a lot. And it kind of surprises me when I've, I've noticed that a lot of people in their 20s have a fear of being alone or aren't comfortable being alone. They're constantly looking for the presence of others whether it's friends or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, even always having content playing in the back li- background. Like if they, if someone is in constant need of having music or Netflix playing in the background to avoid sitting with their own thoughts, that for me, like that could be a dangerous signal that you're, you haven't spent time just sitting alone and getting comfortable enough with yourself that you're okay with your own presence. A lot of the strongest, most successful, compelling, like intriguing people who I know, they're so intriguing because they know how to be by themselves. They know how to like sit, act, think, move in silence. And they end up emanating like a different kind of confidence because you can sense that they're so completely whole and comfortable with themselves that like whether or not you're around them makes no difference. They don't lean on anybody else as a crutch. They just have fun by themselves. Like that is the single trait that I think I admire the most in somebody when I see it because exactly because like I know that it's so scarce nowadays so anyway I'm here basically to argue why you should not be afraid of being alone and how you can actually use it as a skill to uplift every other part of your life including your relationship with others we're so addicted to like being in the presence of something or someone else, even if that thing doesn't meet our base standard. Like if you don't like the idea of being alone, then as a result of that, you're going to end up settling for anything. Like even if a relationship is bad, you would rather have that bad relationship than to be alone. Compare that to the alternative, which is like, if you are not bothered by being alone, if you actually like it and you like your life as is, then naturally, like you're not going to settle for anything less than what meets your base standard. The reason I bring it up is I keep seeing examples of this, like people who bounce from relationship to relationship. As soon as one fling is over, they've moved on to the next. They don't like the space in between, like like they can't do it. They always need an object of their attention or they want to be somebody else's object of attention, which sucks. Like I can't imagine that. Like the, the time that you have in between relationships when you're by yourself, getting to know yourself, like those are the most fun periods of your life. The other category is these people who, who who sit on FaceTime with their friends constantly or who text constantly. Like even if the conversations are bland and pointless, they always have like five text message conversations going at once because they just, they want the stimulation, like they want the activity. 
they want some kind of attention to preoccupy themselves with. And it takes away from their productivity. Like think about how much less effective you probably will be in your day if you're spending it every 30 minutes checking your phone and answering five different text message conversations instead of just like focusing on what is in front of you. That's why I love like my absolute bliss. My biggest turn on is days when I say fuck my phone and don't look at it and just focus on what is in front of me. Even if there isn't a important task in front of me, like even if it's the weekend and I'm just going on walks, going to Pilates, reading, going to the gym, like doing God knows what else. I want to be present and focus on the thing that is in front of me and experience that 100% instead of always having my attention split between what I'm doing and some text conversation on my phone. The other group of people who you see is the ones who go out partying with people who they hate every weekend and they numb themselves with like alcohol and bad music and superficial conversations, even though that's not probably not really what they want to be doing on a Friday night. But if the only people who they have in their lives are the ones who want to go out every weekend, they kind of just go along with it so that they have a social life. Like you see these people who settle for subpar friendships, subpar relationships, because the alternative is to be alone and they're scared of the alternative. Like people put so much attention towards watching how they manage their money, being meticulous about only investing in things that uplift their lives or about how they manage their time. Like productivity hacks have blown up as this like huge niche in the self-development world the past couple of years. Why is the same level of self-control not applied to how and who you're allocating your energy to? Like for me, not staying true to my standards would be a hell of a lot scarier than being alone. Being alone isn't scary. It's fun. It's peace. Like it's the sweetest part of my day. If I'm going to bring someone into my life, they have to be sweeter than my peace. And even if I do bring someone into my life, I'm not going to give them all of my time or all of my life. Like even if it's a best friend or a boyfriend, they're still going to just get a, a part of it. But I could never see myself living a life where I don't have my me time as a pillar. Like you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. If there's a single thing in the world that's a certainty, it's that. So there will inevitably be times in your life when you're going to be alone. Like I've accepted that. I figured at a young age, like I might as well get comfortable with it. Like get your reps in. Start when you're young because someone, especially early in their life, who's comfortable enough with themselves to be alone and who enjoys the time that they spend one-on-one with themselves, like that's a strength that most young people do not have. That's what I've been trying to do. There's so many things that I do alone that I have so much fun with. I take myself on vacation. I take myself out to nice dinners. Like when I have a restaurant I want to try, I'll literally make a reservation for one person and not at the bar. Like I will get a whole ass table to myself and I'll sit for dinner and sip my wine and people watch and I'll dress up and do my makeup and hair nice for when I go out. Like I treat it like a date and... It makes me feel so sexy. Like it makes me feel like I'm worthy of a life of luxury. And I also like just really enjoy that time that I spend with myself. Sometimes I'll bring a book and journal, but sometimes I'll just sit and watch people. I spend Sundays by myself. Most of the time, that's my day when I don't make plans or or plan to see anybody else. I clean my space. I take an obnoxiously long time to make coffee for myself. I meditate, I journal, I work out, I put on music, I sing to myself in my apartment like an idiot. Just do things by yourself. Go on a fucking walk. Like make it a mission to spend one entire day by yourself. I promise just try it once and see how it makes you feel. You have to fall in love with spending time with yourself. Me and me have fun together. We always have a good time. My time spent alone is is how I think 
It's when ideas happen. It's when I realize the things that I love about myself and that I'm proud about myself. It's when I realize the things I want to change about myself. It's when I make the most progress towards my personal goals. Like when you're alone, like that's when I, well, that's when you can work on yourself mentally, physically, everything. I feel like the people who say that they're scared of being alone are scared because they haven't genuinely tried it. And usually the fear stems from one of two things. Either they're afraid of what people will think. They're afraid of being judged. Or maybe they're afraid of the actual act of being alone. Either of those cases are bullshit, and I'll tell you why. If you're afraid of what people think, spoiler alert, nobody cares. And if you're afraid of the act of being alone itself, like that is the biggest reason to do it. People tell me all the time, like, oh my God, how can you just sit at a restaurant by yourself? How can you live alone at such a young age? I feel like everybody would be judging me, looking at me, blah, 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 blah. So what? Like, yes, they will. And that's okay. What other people think of you is none of your business. Like, yes, of course, people are going to look at me when I'm sitting alone at a restaurant. But I promise I wouldn't be surprised if most of them are thinking, oh, wow, that's a boss move. Like, I wish I could do that. The second option is, okay, maybe you're scared of the actual act of being alone. Maybe you're scared of sitting with yourself because you don't know what could come up. Maybe you're afraid that negative thoughts are going to come up. And yes, that's true. Like the time that you spend alone is when thoughts come up because that is when you have silence. That is when for once your mind is not preoccupied with the noise of conversations around you, of people talking around you or of you yourself talking to other people. But if you are someone who's scared of your own thoughts, like that itself is the biggest reason to face them. You're going to have to do it inevitably. You're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. You're going to have to sit with your thoughts. So you might as well rip the bandaid off and do it now. What I've realized is I don't want people around me or I don't want noise going on around me, alluding to like the music and podcasts, unless it provides some kind of value. Like if I'm not getting value from the conversation, I would rather just be silent. And I know that seems cold. Like it seems cold to say, oh, I don't care about being around people unless they bring me some kind of value. But it's not. Like I'm not saying the value that somebody brings you does not have to be material. Sometimes the value can just be that they bring you happiness or that they make you laugh or that they have a good energy that I like to be around. That's value too. Like it doesn't, people don't always have to bring you clout or information or even learning like all the time. But if I cannot articulate the value that somebody brings to my day, to my life, I would rather be alone. And I love that. Like, I'm so okay with that. I don't want to surround myself with people just to fill the space. If I'm surrounding myself with somebody, it's because it's intentional. Your time is a finite resource. It's limited in supply. Your energy is also a finite resource. Like, you do not have boundless amounts of energy and attention and mental capacity to give people. Especially for me, like, I've learned about myself that I'm an introvert. I can be outgoing in social situations, but at my core, I am an introverted person. Like you guys know this because I spend my free time in my kitchen talking to you guys through a mic instead of actually socializing with people face to face. But that's what I love. Like I'm not entirely introverted, but on the scale of introverted to extroverted, I lean more towards being introverted. Few people are on either extreme of that spectrum. Most are somewhere in the middle, but I'm an introvert, meaning that I get my energy from being alone and not from being around other people. If I'm around other people too much, it actually depletes me past a certain point and I need to recharge by being on my own. There's nothing to me more sacred than the time that I spend by myself at home in my apartment. I would not be able to live without my time on my own. Like what I'm getting at is that if I have a finite supply of energy and attention to attribute to other people... You can be sure as hell I'm going to be selective about how I'm allocating it. 
Like so many people, if they had to pick between having bad friends and having no friends, they would pick having bad friends. Like I would hate that. One of my biggest blessings in my life that I thank the universe for like every single day is that I have friends that are fucking amazing. Like my friends are my family. We take care of each other. They make me laugh until my stomach hurts. Like I get to watch them doing these amazing things with their lives. My friends are incredible. And I picked my friends intentionally and I continue to pick them because they blow me away. And we're not just friends out of convenience because, oh, you want to have the presence of another person around. If anything, it's the opposite. Like it's not at all convenient. My friends live in different countries than I do. So it's definitely not convenient, but those are my people. The reason that I value those friendships so much is that I'm not around them all the time. Most of the time, I'm not with my friends. Most of the time, I'm alone. So when I do get to see them, on the rare occasion that I get to be around my friends, it's a treat. Like, it's a luxury. So I enjoy it more and I can be more present with it. And I really value them because of that. If there are no incredible options, I would rather pick none of the above as my option and chill by myself. This is really important in the context of relationships too. If you start dating someone and they see that you're comfortable being alone and that you don't need them, immediately you become a more desirable commodity. They'll watch how they act around you because they know that if they misstep, they'll lose you because you don't need them around. Until I meet a man who matches my standard, I would much rather be alone. The other thing is too, like romance is actually sweeter when you preserve your own life aside from it. Falling, I heard this on a podcast once, falling in love with someone is like a process of crystallization. The times when you're not around them, that's when you can fantasize about each other and build a crystal image of the other person in your head. The mystery of not knowing everything about someone's life and not being together all the time, that's what makes romance sexy. Like whether or not you think about someone when they're around is what really determines whether you like them or not. If you think about someone only when they're in front of you and they don't come to mind when you're by yourself, I promise you, you don't like the guy that much. If a man wants to see me all the time, and if I'm not with him, he wants to like call me every day, suddenly like I don't really see him, I can't see him as confident anymore. I'd rather see that you have your own shit going on in your life and that you're busy and that you're okay doing your own thing and letting me do mine. Then when you do come together, it's amazing. But if somebody insists on having me around all the time, like I'm going to feel tied down. I'm going to get bored and I'm also going to see that you don't have your own life. Like women are like cats. <laughs> like you know those you know those cats that when you try to pet them, they'll squirm and run away. But if you leave them alone, then when they're ready, they'll come cuddle up next to you. Like women are the exact same way. My number one piece of advice in relationships, and like obviously this is bullshit cuz I've been single for a few years, but my number one piece of advice in relationships is to be okay with being alone. That's what makes you an attractive person. The majority of the time, When a guy is interested in me, the thing that he finds most attractive and he voices it is how independent I am and the fact that I don't need to be around him all the time. Like he could ask to take me to dinner and I could have absolutely nothing going on. But if my plan that night was to sit home and watch Love Island with a glass of wine in my pajamas, then I'm going to stick to that and I'm going to say, no, I'm sorry, I actually have other plans tonight, but I'm free Thursday night if you want to go out then. The same is true the other way around. Like when I'm interested in a guy... The majority of the time, it is because of his character and his charisma and his independence. It's because it's a guy who has his own shit going on in his life and he has things to take care of, but he still chooses to pursue me even if it's not convenient. I also think that there's something inherently attractive about meeting someone who hasn't been in a relationship for a long time because that's when you know that they're picky and you know that they're comfortable being alone. That's what's really intriguing. 
So spend time alone, like let the thoughts come up, positive or negative, have quiet time to yourself when you can actually reflect about life. Like this might be too practical of a way to think about it, but I always say like negative thoughts indicate something to change and positive thoughts indicate something to bring in more of. So those are good signals to listen to and then you adjust accordingly. And then you do that over and over and over and over again. And you get really good at that. Then eventually you are the happiest person in the world because you kept eliminating the bad and adding more of the good. If you want to build a crazy life full of success and happiness and everything that you want, you need to give yourself the time to sit and think about what that is and how to build it. People talk too much. And like, yeah, talking to other people about ideas and brainstorming and sharing information can be, that can be productive if you have friends who share similar goals as you, but try taking a single day by yourself and start scheming, like start scheming about who you want to be and what kind of life you want to live. Every achievement you've ever had, I promise you started as a thought. I actually like the idea of like sometimes living in my head or like, what do you say? Like living with your head in the clouds and fantasizing a little bit because Right now, like when I look around me, my life now is something that I fantasized about three years ago. So I know for a fact that the life that I find myself fantasizing about now, having in 10 years, that's going to be my life. Being alone is precious. I wish like, I wish people saw it as a luxury and not as something to be scared of or something to be embarrassed about. There are also examples, by the way, that I can give where being comfortable with being alone is exactly the thing that has gotten me opportunities that I would have completely missed otherwise. For example, like I talk a lot about how I moved to a new country when I was 22 to chase a job. And I moved to this country completely alone. Like I did not know a single person when I moved to the US. If I was scared of being alone, there's a 0% chance that I would have had the balls to do that. The first couple of months that I spent here in the summer, like I had no friends, but I had so much fun. Like I wasn't scared of that. Those are still some of my favorite memories in Chicago because I was in the honeymoon stage. I was living in a new city. I was furnishing my place. Like I was exploring. I loved it. And I had zero fear of moving here without knowing anyone. Like it was just an adventure that I wanted to take on by myself. And I'm so grateful that I wasn't scared of that because look at the alternative. Like if I was scared of doing that, if I didn't make that decision because I didn't want to be alone, I would have accepted one of the other job offers I had, probably doing a job that I didn't like as much literally making less money because by moving to the US to take this job, I'm making $30,000 a year more than a comparable job makes in a different country. And I would have stayed in my comfort zone, which sucks. So I wouldn't have had as much fun. In this case, being my ability to be comfortable with being alone quite literally benefited me financially. Being able to do that was also such a confidence boost too. The way I think about it, every time that you do something hard or you do something you're scared of, you're adding a rep to your confidence. Like you're slowly building your confidence over time. That's where it comes from because you're proving to yourself that you can do the hard things. Learn how to love being by yourself, to love giving things by yourself, to accomplishing things by yourself, to spending time by yourself. I promise you that nobody can give you the life that you want except yourself. Nobody can give you everything in the world that you want except yourself. You owe it to yourself to get comfortable spending time with yourself and like make you your favorite person to hang out with anyway that was enough of a rant i'm out of breath um i actually have to run because i have a dinner reservation in like 30 minutes i'm taking myself to dinner at fig and olive tonight which is fitting to this episode but i've been wanting to try this place in gold coast for a while so i have to run to my reservation but i'll talk to you guys next week ciao
if you find any kind of value in this episode, send it to your best friend, send it to your mom, share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod, that makes a huge difference. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review, I don't care what you say, like just tell me what your favorite episode is. Any kind of feedback you want to leave, stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast, let me know. I promise I read all of them and I would be super grateful.